Good morning, good morning. It's Brenda Shoshana Eshen back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And by the way, Eshen is the name, my Zen name, Eshen, Eshen. Anyway, good morning. How are you? How are all of you? It's lovely to be here back with you again today to continue our beautiful journey, day by day, everyday journey and the world of Zen. And there's no such thing actually as the world of Zen. It's just your life, our world, the day, today. You know, sometimes we think it's something far away, difficult, mysterious. And yes, 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 it's true because life is so mysterious. It is. Uh, difficult, not really. We make it difficult, but is it difficult? Actually, the opposite. It's too simple. That's our problem. It's too clear. It's too simple. We want to make it something else. Make it difficult, complicated, mysterious. So when we return to Zen, when we return to the day, when we return to ourselves and this very moment, we are returning to Zen practice. Actually, the truth is we can never really leave it. It seems as if we're leaving it, but we're right in it. But we leave it. How do we leave it? This is so interesting. We leave it through our fantasies. We pretend it's something else. So we dream, oh my God, if only I could change this and it would turn into this. I want it to be this way or that way. And that very effort or that mental phenomena that we do not only causes us to leave it, in our mind anyway, not in reality, but in our mind, but it causes us a lot of confusion, loneliness, upset, many, 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 many things. And it causes us actually not to be able to experience the enormous wonder that this life truly is. And the enormous riches within it and the enormous gifts and the enormous healing within it. You know, I've heard many people say, I have to do this to heal or that to heal, and I, I have to heal. And we'll go into that a little more deeply. We'll go, in, that's, we'll go into that more deeply, but in Zen practice, of course, here we are, and everything as it is, is just fine. It's here, it's the moment, and it changes, and it passes. And that is actually the nature of our life. What Zen practice does is it simply points out quite clearly the nature of our life itself and shows us how to be with it. My, my, my teacher, Edo, always used to say, be with it. Very forcefully, very fully, very intently. Oh, many, I'm, hundreds of times I heard him say, just be with it. And for years, I wondered it. What is it that I'm supposed to be with? And um, that was a koan, my own koan that popped into my own mind. What is this it that I have to be with? Where is this it? And I do think we all kind of wonder <laughs> where is it when it's here right under our nose all the time. So the title for today 
of our talk is walking through the open door. I love that phrase. In fact, again, that was from my teacher. He said once, the door is always open. Why doesn't anyone just walk through? Why doesn't anyone take that method? <laughs> Why don't we just walk through the open door? I love that. The door is always open. It's always open. Just walk through. And he would say, why doesn't anyone take that method? Now, uh, so interesting. That's what this talk is about today. About how we try to live our lives and solve our so-called problems. The knots, the confusion, the suffering. You know, we focus so much on solving our problems. And the problem and the suffering and blah, 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 confusion and how we're disappointed. We focus on that so much that that does become the content of our life, our problem. And, you know, I remember once we were in a session, in a room sitting, beautiful room it was up in the mountains, sitting, sitting, and this bird flew in the window. This really happened, actually. And this bird, he wanted to get out. He felt God became trapped in the room. He was trapped. Big room, beautiful room. But nevertheless, he was trapped in it. And he kept flying. It was painful to watch. He kept flying against one wall. And, and then we opened the windows. We were trying to show him, point, wave him to the window, to the open window. Go fly out the window. Go just fly. He couldn't find the window. He became frantic. He, every wall he kept flying into the wall and getting hurt. And we came with all kinds of ways to try to help this bird fly through the window, which was open. And I think that's an amazing, and I thought it too at the time, an amazing metaphor for our life itself. Amazing. We fly in, we enter this room, and we don't have, we enter a problem, we enter a situation, we enter a conundrum, a confusion confusion and we don't know how to fly out the open window there's a door there but the, the title of this podcast is suggesting there is a door in this room that we are trapped in or in the problem that we cannot solve or the relationship that we can't get out of and can't stay in like that there is a door and all we have to do is go over to the door open it up it's open it's not locked and walk out. Maybe we'll see a door, but we're positive that it's locked. We don't see a way out. We're positive the door is locked. We don't even try to open it. Interesting. We don't even want, maybe we don't want to open it. Maybe it's more comfortable and familiar to be in that room like the bird, even though we're trapped, even though we're flying against one wall after another and even getting hurt. It might feel safer than to actually fly out the window or open the door and walk through into the wide, unknown, open space. That's an important point to consider. Are we in love with our problems? Is that our identity, solving these problems? Such complicated problems. And we go over and over with them. And then when we solve a little bit of it, we feel, oh, look at that. I'm so great. I'm a hero. I solved it. Whew, I did it. 
I think that that's hardwired into the human constitution because we like to set huge challenges, sport challenges, climbing mountain challenges, get involved in very complicated relationships and difficult situations and, and be very fixed on trying to solve them and get out of them. And it's a thrill, the thrill and the chill for the ego, by the way. It's a thrill and a chill for the ego. Well, look at me. I'm so wonderful. I solved that. We don't stop to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. What price are you paying for this kind of life? all your energy in going into flying against one wall after another and then saying, I'm so great because I solved this or I solved that. What price are we paying for it? But it does seem that we love difficulty, complications. You know, when a problem comes, we grab it and chew on it like a dog with a bone. Yum, yum, yum. Let me, let me solve this. Let me work it out. Let me read this next mystery so I can untangle it. And even though we don't say so, very few of us want things to go easily. <laughs> Just happen effortlessly because then we, our ego cannot take any credit for it. And I must ask a very big koan, an important question, and think about it a moment. Who would you be without your suffering? What would your identity be? How could the ego be the king of your life? If you didn't suffer, if you enjoyed life, if you played with life, if you loved life, if you reverenced, had reverence for life itself, and of course then the endless flow of love and bounty would be all around but we don't have reverence for just the flow of life the gift of this world we reverence instead ourselves meaning our ego a great strength that we work that out you know koan practice can address both sides of this problem it, it gives us a a challenge that cannot be worked out so it's addressing the part of ourselves that loves to solve problems, that the ego part, in that sense, it engages it. But in the other sense, a koan gives you an insoluble problem so that that ego part cannot, cannot solve it, must eventually, sooner or later, just give it up. And when it does, of course, the answer comes. It's always been there. There's been no question at all, actually. It's a question of no question. The solutions are actually just that simple. But we, as I said, we may not want that ease and that simplicity. We may not want, someone told me the other day, oh, this relationship is lovely, he's wonderful, he's kind. It's just too easy, it's too simple. It's no drama, no drama, no complications. Could be boring. Wow. Take a moment to take that in. Could be boring. Life as itself without problems, complications, difficulties could be boring. Mm. Could be boring to walk through an open door if we don't have to really struggle to open it up. 
that whole point, boring, is something we really, really need to look at deeply at our addiction to drama. You know, when we come to the Zendo in the beginning days and we stop and we come in, and by the beginning days, it could be 10, 15, 20 years. In my case, it's 40 years. Whatever it is, still the beginning days, of course. But, but when we're not accustomed, let's put it that way, it's better. When we're not accustomed to what Zen practice is, we come in and we're told to sit down. There's nothing going on in the room, nothing. It's quiet, it's empty. Usually it's very clean and beautiful. Maybe one or two flowers, maybe a stick of incense, usually a stick of incense, beautiful. So we sit down. There are others sitting beside us. But no one's paying attention to each other. No one's gossiping or talking. We're just sitting in a certain strong position, straight back, not moving, not doing anything, not being entertained by anyone. <laughs> Boring. Many people go through periods of, they say, boredom. It could be withdrawal from excessive stimulation. The addiction to every minute something happening, excessive stimulation. So that, so the feeling, oh, this is boring, might, might come. Or, or during a seven-day session when we sit for hours all day, no talking, listen to a talk, have a moment or two with our teacher, but it's, we're actually with ourselves, with our life, without all the outside, the outer drama. Naturally, as we, we go into this more and more deeply, the inner drama appears. You can't really escape it one, two, three so quickly. And who creates this inner drama? We do, because it's boring to just sit here and breathe. Boring to feel the air on our face to feel the presence of others, the goodness of others, the effort of others. We have to really, really pause and examine this boring feeling. It's truly an escape from what is most real, most valuable, most uplifting. Is life as it is boring? Who's being bored? And what do we do to compensate for that feeling? Oh, it's boring. So I, I really, 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 really think it's important to explore that feeling, what it's hiding, what the addiction behind it is. And in Zen practice, we really, that's what we do. We are really cutting our addiction to drama, 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 artificial self-created problems and drama. And as we sit and sit, life becomes simpler and simpler. What we need is always here. It appears. We appear. Our breath becomes more and more delicious to breathe, more and more valuable. And a new sense of ourselves and the world we live in becomes available to us. You know, um, so that's my exercise to offer you for today. Explore what it means, boring. What is that like? And go beyond it. Go into that quiet place. Go into the simplicity of life itself.
and a whole and your problems or what seemed like these insoluble unbearable problems they will just dissolve as your addiction to them dissolves as your addiction to what is unhealthy and disturbing dissolves this is quite a podcast today it's making enormous claims and it's making no claim at all so the, the, the website for our podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. Please go there if you want to hear some more of the podcast. You're most welcome to. I keep writing to me. I love communicating with you. I love hearing from you. I love answering and talking and sharing. And, and you can reach me at topspeaker at yahoo.com. I will be um, in Manhasset on... January 29th, Wednesday night, offering a Zen talk. That's at the Inisvada Zen community um, at the Unitarian Church on Shelter Rock Road, 7.30 to 9. If you're anywhere in the neighborhood, if it works, if it's convenient, come on over and join us and say hello. I'm also going to be offering some workshops, sitting workshops, and also workshops on, uh, on acting Zen, working with koans in a very lively, unique, and very joyful way. So keep tuned. I'll let you know more about that as it happens. And thank you again and again and again for joining us on the podcast. You know, we've been going on for a long time. We have many, many, many episodes by now, and each one seems very fresh to me, like the first time everyday time, everyday life, everyday Zen podcast. So thanks again. This is Brenda Eshen Shoshana signing off just for now, just for now. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm here with you and you're here with me and we're all together in this vast open world. Take good care. Be well. <laughs>